This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You want... To be able to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, remember Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We're going to halves it. I'm going to do the first half of the one word that can describe your favorite team's 2021 draft. Also, 1.20 p.m. Eastern, call Roger Goodell's chair a throne, and at the end of the show, we'll do the other half, and then, you know what, I wish... Every teenage boy had the same experience I had. That coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern. Send your tweets and the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. There are some people going, Ken, all you need to do is get out of map. No, 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 no. This is why there's there's bureaus of tourism. If I ever go to Nantucket, I don't think I will. If I ever go to Martha's Vineyard or Cape, Cape Cod, I don't know if I ever will. I need to know from somebody who has experience. Christopher Price has wined and dined with kings and queens. He's never slept in the alley and dined on pork and beans, but he has been with the the royalty of Nantucket. He's been by the Kennedy compound. He's seen there in Martha's Vineyard and Cape Cod and all the nice places that are there. He knows it. And I just still wonder if you have one house, how many is too many houses on Nantucket? How many? How many? Eight doesn't seem to be enough. Six, when I first heard it was six for Bill Belichick, that seemed to be exorbitant. And yes, the real estate speculation may very well be a hobby of his, but it still seemed to be a little bit much in the same place. That's all I was saying. That's all I'm pointing out. That's all I'm going to point out for you. But I like the pick with Mac Jones as much of a critical person as I've been with Mac Jones. I'm cynical to a fault. I have to be. I'm cynical because I have to be. But I think that that can work. I do like the pick with Trey Lance to San Francisco. Thought that that was perfectly fine. Something that, that makes sense. They played the same amount of games. You can bring up the him and Mac Jones. You can bring up the competition level. I don't know. I, I don't believe in any of that. Somebody brought that up to with me yesterday about competition. I go, so we're just going to draft every SEC quarterback? I mean, well, there's not really a lot of SEC quarterbacks you can pick from over the last 20 years. There's a couple, but there's really not a whole bunch. You know, I, I don't see it in the same vein as I do other ones. So if we say competition level, there's certain conferences that do better than others with, with guys that you pick up. Yeah, and there's certain schools that that's true as well. But I don't want to just say, well, competition level. No, you have a feeling about a guy. 
And for Kyle Shanahan, it makes sense. I don't even believe – and I loved what Matt Verderam said, who, who has been on this show before, where he wondered whether or not it was three weeks of people bagging on San Francisco going, you're really going to take Mac Jones. You're really going to take Mac Jones? You're really going to take the rich man's Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Kiara Mia going to date him too? Nothing wrong with that. Certainly a beautiful woman. And maybe Jed York got a little bit cold-footed and got involved. I don't think he did. Kyle Shanahan has – Kyle Shanahan, and just listening to the comment, people were making jokes about what he said about being still being here on Sunday. That's Kyle Shanahan's demeanor. The guy really has – he has the face of a serial killer. So I'm not surprised at all by what Kyle Shanahan said. It was it was still a little bit eye-raising to some, but I, I wasn't surprised by what he said. And I really do think if Kyle Shanahan didn't get his way, he'd threaten to leave, and he might leave. People really like Kyle Shanahan, think that he's done a good job with quarterbacks, and he has. I don't think that he is Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich is the most underrated quarterback coach out there as far as a head coach is concerned. But Kyle Shanahan, yeah, yeah, he's done a good job, and it should work out well with Trey Lance. I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo start in week one. I think that's silly. But we'll find out, and maybe I'll be the one that's wrong. I was wrong all, all leading up to this. I'll probably be wrong. Well, I wasn't wrong. I didn't think there was a chance in hell they were taking Mac Jones, and I never had Mac Jones there. But I had Justin Fields there. So I'm about 50-50 on that. And I love Chicago going after Justin Fields and hanging it over the fence. I love that they did it. We'll get back to Aaron Rodgers as well. 855-2124-CBS. Matthew, it's time. Now we'll half it off. We'll just go right down the line. I don't know how people are going to take this. It's one word that describes – now I may explain that word, but it's one word that explains your team's draft pick. Matthew – or your team's draft in 2021. Matthew, hit me with it. All right. First up, Jacksonville Jaguars. Glad you brought it up, my friend inexperienced i don't know why oh go ahead oh nope keep going oh i don't know why they're taking travis Etienne when you already had a good running back maybe that's just they don't care they're good they're going to take their guys and that's fine you know trent bulky has experience he was already a general manager once with the san francisco 49ers or who i was talking about i think that for urban meyer there's a lot of up and down with what they've done in their draft there's a lot of questions that they have, but I would have questions because it's his first time as a head coach in the NFL. It's a new experience. It's Jacksonville, Jacksonville and their history. I'm going to be prone. I can explain it away and say I'm going to be prone to thinking the worst out of them, but it, it just feels very inexperienced. The Walker Little pick, a five-star recruit. He took a bunch of five-star recruits, like kind of going with what you know. Going back even to the free agency period where – he didn't really know there was a tampering there. A little worried about herbs in the NFL already. All right. Lawrence should be okay, but a little bit worried. Next, go ahead. Next, New York Jets. Surprising. And the reason behind it, the reason I say surprising, is I think the Jets did very well. I'm used to the Jets doing things that I think the Jets don't do very well, which is draft and run an organization, and and be a competent football team in the NFL. I like this draft. Zach Wilson, there's certain questions about him. Some people brought up level of competition. I I don't really worry about that. I think they had to schedule. I mean, goodness gracious, you had to, what, schedule Coastal Carolina on Tuesday before you ended up playing them on Saturday night? 
That's not that's not Zach Wilson's fault. It's not Zach Wilson's fault that he had to deal with that. So I'm not going to judge him for that. I don't like the conversation about how he leans into chaos. I think that's a weird conversation and a weird thing to plant your flag about. I think that I wonder. No, I don't think. I wonder. It's going to be a question I have to ask myself over time, depending on Zach, how Zach Wilson develops and how he plays. Are you just looking for the next Patrick Mahomes, and did you get so tunnel vision on that on looking for the next Patrick Mahomes, you couldn't see the other things? Because Kansas City, while Patrick Mahomes makes all these throws off balance, and he doesn't need the platform, and he can run all over the place and still do that stuff, they spent money on their offensive line. They traded for offensive linemen or in Orlando Brown. Like, they want a platform for Patrick Mahomes. They wanted him to be taken care of, and he wants that. I don't want you to lean in too far, but – Elijah Vera Tucker makes a bunch of sense. Elijah Moore is a great, a little undersized, but a great wide receiver. I might, I think he might be able to play like an AJ Brown, who is six feet tall, but looks like he's a Zeus. I think that that can work out. They've had some very nice, you know, Laquan Treadwell, notwithstanding, they've had some very nice players come from Ole Miss here recently, and I think Elijah Moore can help Michael Carter as their running back. Surprising's the word I use for the Jets. I. I really enjoyed their Jeff, their draft. Joe Douglas did a good job. Next. The San Francisco 49ers. Patsy. In the terms of, you were all used as patsies. Just be a man and admit, be a man, Hogan. Be a man. Just admit it and move on. You were all used as patsies. Don't don't try to hedge. And I look at all these, the Pete Prisco's, the, well, you know, it seems like it's going to be Mac Jones, but no, say it. Ryan Wilson said it. Ryan Wilson said Mac Jones is number three pick, and he should be the number three pick, and that's who it is. And if he ends up being a good quarterback with New England, Ryan Wilson should be the only one who gets to do a champion's pose. Trey Lance made sense. Aaron Banks made sense. They spend a lot of money on their offensive line. They invest heavily in their offensive line. At pick 48 with Aaron Banks, I like that pick. I like that kid out of Notre Dame. Trey Sermon, a little slow for some people's taste, but they move around running backs. It's a good situation to be in. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is one of the top three coaches of scheming running games. Uh, Trey Sermon will give him a good – or he'll give Trey Sermon a good home. He just won't pay Trey Sermon. I think it's a very nice draft, but I say Patsy. Next. The Atlanta Falcons. Loyal. They're doing what the Packers should have done last year. You can say a lot of things about Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank is loyal. He will be very patient, whether it be with now Arthur Smith and his next general manager, whether it was with Tom Dimitrov and with other head coaches that they've had in the past. You, get, you know, Bobby Petrino put the boots to him. But he's a very loyal man, that Arthur Blank. And I think this is a loyal draft because I'm looking at the Falcons going, when's the next time you're going to draft this high? When's the next time you're going to have the number four overall pick? Like, yeah, Matt Ryan is a borderline Hall of Famer and – I don't think that he was part of the problem at all with the Atlanta Falcons, and I would that it, neither would anybody else. But you're going, man, new coach, new GM. Ryan's 36, 37 now. He might be older than I think. Ryan's 36 somewhere in there. Uh, you can get a nice haul for Matt Ryan starting a new. When's the next time you're going to be this high up there? Because you'll have to give up a bunch of picks to find that heir apparent at some point. But they're loyal to it. I commend them for it. Kyle Pitts, I think he changes the way we look at the tight end position. I love what the Atlanta Falcons have done. Next. Cincinnati Bengals. Backwards. I'd rather have Panay Sewell and then go get a wide receiver. 
I thought it was a backwards draft. I, You took a quarterback that's supposed to be able to make guys into weapons. Jamar Chase is a hell of a weapon. Then you took Jackson Carmen. We share the same last name. Can I tell you a story real quick, Matthew? Yeah, sure. My late grandmother went to San Francisco and had a book made. She spent like three, $4,000 on this book in the early 90s. This is before Ancestry.com and you just sign up for fifty nine ninety nine, right? Yeah. She had this book of Carmen history. The Carmens have been here since 1631. My great-grandfather, like 14 times over, founded the town of Hempstead, New York. I bet you didn't know that, did you, Matthew? I did not. And it was also said by the genealogist, the ancestral person, whatever it might be, that anybody with the, with the same last name of Carmen, spelling, is related to each other. We are family. Somewhere down the line, Jackson, Carmen, and I are related, according to this person in the, in ni- in the early 1990s. That person could have been a kook, but it's a really thick book of Carmen history, so I tend to believe him, right? Yeah, it sounds, that sounds accurate. I still got to tell you, I hate to go against the family. I don't know how great Jackson, Carmen's going to be. I think they mixed this thing up. They should have went Penn A. Sewell. They could have gotten a nice wide receiver. I do not like this draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. I say it's backwards. Next. The Miami Dolphins. Hopeful. And you better hope that this pans out with Tua Tungavailoa. I think that I love Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was not necessarily Jimmy Johnson, the same Jimmy Johnson that he was with the Dallas Cowboys, that he was with the Dolphins. I think Brian Flores is the best coach they've had since Don Shula. He's not anywhere near Don Shula yet. Don Shula is one of the all-time greats of the sport. But I think he's the best head coach they've had since Don Shula. And it would just be a shame for Stephen Ross to not return on investment with Chris Greer where they've stacked up all these picks, but Tua gets in the way. They have questions across their offensive line. They continue to try to find interesting ways to address it. They did it with Liam Eikenberg, a kid I like. Great, big, strong, quick feet like that kid. They got Hunter Long. They're bringing in Jalen Waddle, probably the best, most talented player in this draft, arguably, arguably, wide receiver in this draft. You better hope Tua works out. Next. The Detroit Lions. Tough. Just tough. Just meat. Guys in that draft room, they're hugging. And basically, hugs turn into like a Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn fight. Like, I don't know if you saw that when they made their first draft pick. And they're all, like, hugging each other. Like, you could tell, like, that was about to turn into a wrestling match. Just so much testosterone. You got John Dorsey. You got Dan Campbell. You got Chris Spielman in there, and they take Penny Sewell. Like, they were about to do Oklahoma drill right then and there. And Levi Anwuzarike, who I wanted to keep trying to say that right now. I don't even think I did that time. Go look up his, his press conference and what he was saying. There is some colorful language in there. He's going to fit right in with Dan Campbell. Tough. Next. The Carolina Panthers. Brady, as in Joe. They go defense. They're rallying around Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold gets back on track, Joe Brady is a head coach in the NFL in 2022. Next. The Denver Broncos. Unfinished. Denver did a lot. Denver has got good weapons, and they went out and they got Pat Sertan the second. They got Javante Williams, and now in that offense, you put him with those guys, you're missing one piece, Aaron Rodgers. Next. The Philadelphia Eagles. Dysfunctional. 
Did you see the Howie Roseman fist bump with Tom Donahue? Just sad, man. Didn't like that. Devontae Smith, good player. Landon Dickerson, I actually like these. Milton Williams is fine. I really like Landon Dickerson. And Devontae Smith's a good player. I hate his taste in music. Complex sports, they had to do a one's got to go. Complex sports asked uh, Devontae Smith which one's got to go. It was Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Kanye West. He said Jay-Z's got to go. I said he's going to be a bust. Jay-Z's the only one that stays to me. Next, the Chicago Bears. They traded away everything. They traded away everything for Justin Fields. That is, damn the torpedoes. Thumbs up. Let's do this. Leroy Jenkins. And the McCaskies are sitting there going, oh, my God, Ryan Pace just ran in. Next. The Dallas Cowboys. That popped you, didn't it, Matthew? It really did. I was not expecting. I was not expecting a World of Warcraft reference. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with me. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys needed. By the way, I did. Am I the only one who like? I I don't like to make jokes about children, and this isn't a joke. I really thought it was cute seeing James Jones up there earlier today with Jerry Jones, like kind of dressed like Grandpa. I thought that was nice. I really thought that was nice. All jokes aside, now I'm not making any sort of a thing there. I thought that was a really cute thing with Jerry Jones. I, I naturally like Jerry Jones. There's just something about I like the pick with Jabril Cox. Micah Parsons, they needed defense. And I like, by the way, I like to say same page, too. I'd like to use two terms for Dallas. Because I was it Dak Prescott who was on with Tiki and Tierney earlier this week and said he'd like defense? They took defense. He knows. He's on the same page. You, you, you sign a long-term deal, all of a sudden he's got a, a place at the table. This is great. Good for Dallas. Next. The L.A. Chargers. I wrote burgeoning. If Justin Herbert continues to improve, you have a young gun defensive coach who I think has been signed by that team to go after the young gun offensive coaches there. If this thing works out, watch out. This thing is burgeoning. Next. The New England Patriots. Serious. I didn't see one smile. Robert Kraft's a guy who likes to smile. I didn't see one damn smile. Next. And last, number 15, the Arizona Cardinals. Peter Principal. I'm starting to wonder about I'm starting to wonder about Cliff Kingsbury, not Kyler Murray. They went and they took Zavin Collins. They needed defense. They got Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is a great, is a very nice target. Very I should say a very nice wide receiver. Tough kid. You can put him in the slot. Not the very biggest catch radius, though. He and Kyler Murray are about the same height. They're going to have to find each other underneath Zeus's out there. I mean, goodness gracious, you got linemen. There were seven linemen in this class and the 2021 class who were six, seven, or above. So you got some big guys coming after you. You got some big guys protecting you. But I think that this is put up or shut up now with Cliff Kingsbury. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. I thought they were going to be the Browns. In 2020, I thought they'd be the Browns like 2019. So I'm not surprised by that, and I'm not anti-Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray can get it done. Cliff Kingsbury is the guy who I question. I thought a lot of the que- the decisions he made, made in the games were were weird. I thought he did not put Kyler Murray in the best position possible, a guy who's supposed to be an offensive guru. I think the pressure got to him a little bit. So if this doesn't work out, it's Peter Principal. He failed upwards. That's the first half 
of the one word that describes your favorite team. Up next, Roger Goodell's chair should be called a throne. It's Ken Carmen, CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Second half of the one word to describe all your favorite NFL teams in their draft coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern. Also, every teenage boy, I hope every teenage boy, has the same experience I did. No matter what sport they play, if they're even into sports, or if they're into literature, or they're into music, or whatever it might be, I hope they can have the same experience I had thanks to a certain person in my life. That coming up at 140. I don't mean to get misty with everybody. 855-2124-CBS. Roger Goodell's chair on, on this draft should just be a throne. I thought it was weird. I thought it was a very Vince McMahon thing. When I first saw the – I thought that they might be doing something with this, with the fans and the chair and making it a big thing. But I thought it was one of them Vince McMahon stories that Alan Blackstock tells. They're so crazy because I'm going, who takes this chair and has it sent from his house to Cleveland and then back to his house? That seems psychotic to me. And then I thought, nah, they got to be doing something on stage with the chair. And then they, you saw it on Thursday with the chair and all the fans getting to sit in the chair. And the chair's still out there and fans are still getting to sit in the chair. And watching the draft, the chair should be the throne. I know that there's been some ugliness in Roger Goodell's career, not from him personally, but the way he's handled things on certain issues. And and that will be part of his legacy that's left. He has to deal with, with a lot of different things and being – the commissioner of the most famous sports league in America. I don't know if it's in the world. I think that there's a lot of European football leagues that might feel differently and fans of those European football leagues that might feel differently about it. But it's it's the most famous sports entity in America and arguably the world. And I think Goodell's back on top. You know, we've, we've had questions. Some people are going to take this the wrong way. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know, you go back to last year. And what had happened, and I think a lot of this is timing. If if coronavirus would have went down in October instead of March, it would have been a lot different. Things might be a lot different for everybody. And it might be a lot different for the NFL. And for a person who talks a lot about the NFL, I'm serious about this. I'm not. There's There's no gloating. There is no hubris here. I'm very, very thankful, and from a personal th- uh, from a personal thought, I'm very, very thankful that that we didn't have more loss, that we didn't have more people having problems, that that I was still able to work. I'm very thankful for that, and I know that I'm I'm very lucky for that. Not, not a lot of other people were able to, but from a pure enjoyment and because I work in sports, it's different. From a pure enjoyment and just normalization of life scenario, Roger Goodell gets to take full advantage of this. Baseball had problems. People got more angry about baseball because you had players and owners going after each other. We hate the owners in baseball. There's people who hate the players in the NBA. You're able to move anywhere you want. I have to stay in Milwaukee. I have to stay in Oklahoma City. You can go anywhere you want. Why is that? Why should I support you if you can go anywhere you want? Why do I have to support you? And that's another thing that I think rubs the wrong, rubs the NBA fan, the general NBA fan the wrong way, is that there is media that, that just seems to be at the teat of the player. And we should support. You need to support player empowerment. I don't need to support anything. I'm a fan. I was born in this city. I'll live in this city. I'll die in this city. Hopefully no regrets. I don't need to support somebody 
when I am a fan of this team, and it really is a civic involvement, it's an extension of myself because I claim to be from this city, I claim to be a part of the fabric of this city, that person wants to leave. Why do I need to support that? And for 10 years, NBA media has not got that. I brought up Kirk Goldsbury a couple weeks ago. He wrote the piece, The Tale of the Two NBAs. I'm sitting there going, where have you been the last decade? I don't mean to call him out because there's been plenty of others. I don't think he's vapid or anything like that where there's been plenty of other NBA writers who I think have been that way. I don't, I don't blame him for that. But I do find it to be asinine some of the things that have been written by NBA media about what you need to support in terms of player movement in the NBA. Personal feelings are personal feelings. Political feelings are political feelings. I can support players on both sides of the aisles as a fan. It's never mattered to me. I know I'm different. But for the player movement, that is a problem in the NBA. In Major League Baseball, it's the opposite. We hate the owners. They have been found guilty of this back before even Sports Talk Radio was really a thing of uh, of curving salary, of having an inflation based on their own. They've been accused. They've been found guilty of this. And in a lot of cities, it's messed up. That's the best way I can put it. It's messed up where a player, where you root for a team, the player on your team, when he plays the Yankees, that player thinks, if I play really well, I might be able to play for this team that I'm playing against right now. That's a weird way to look at it. It should be the same. And the NFL is where it's at. And because of timing, because the NFL, and whether you agree with it or not, and there were plenty of people who didn't. There were plenty of people who took aim at Roger Goodell, took aim at the NFL. Christine Brennan was worked into the biggest shoot ever. Mike Florio, my goodness gracious, he was as upset as anybody. The NFL missed no snaps, relatively on time. They had to deal with certain issues. They absolutely did. But they got their season in come hell or high water or coronavirus. And we got to enjoy ourselves a little bit. There was a little sense of normalcy. While we're trying to get back on our feet, while we're trying to get jobs again, while we're trying to get back to work, while we're trying to go outside, while we're trying to enjoy each other's company a little bit better and better and better over days, the NFL was there. And over this weekend, Roger Goodell, in the first big public gathering, you could say the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl is different. There was a lot of medical personnel, vaccinated medical personnel. The Super Bowl is a different entity. But in the, in the first big public NFL display, there's Roger Goodell. People were booing him. They love him. He gave them some normalcy. They're Giants fans. They're Washington football team fans. They're Seahawks fans. They're Browns fans. And even though it was a year unlike any other that I hope and sincerely pray never happens again, not just in our lifetime, I mean never, ever happens again, they provided something that was normal in a year that was anything but. The chair that Roger Goodell rolled out there for people to sit in yesterday or over this weekend should have been a throne for him. He's back at the top of sports. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, the word that describes your favorite team's draft. And I wish every teenage boy could have my same experience. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Chris Moore, less than 20 minutes. 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. Send the tweets at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. 
Real quick on Aaron Rodgers, just to get it off my chest again. I think Green Bay needs to do what's right by themselves, not what's right by Aaron Rodgers and trade him. You made your move last year. You knew this was coming. You can't have both. You're like a – I made the analogy at the beginning of the show, and I'll do it again. You can find the show on the Odyssey app, by the way, cbssportsradio.com. Also on Sirius XM 206. But I said it's it's a 50 the, – the Packers are a 55-year-old guy who has made some money, has marriage. His kids have gotten older. His kids are out of the house. They, they, they don't know how to look at each other. Hey, I'm 34, going on 35. I, hope, I, I don't think I'm setting myself down the river, but here we are. I, I think the Packers are a 55-year-old guy who – got a little bit bored and so the Packers decided to flirt with somebody one thing led to another and now they're trying to juggle two women and now the wife knows Aaron Rodgers knows and Aaron Rodgers wants out and Aaron Rodgers should want out you need to do right because hey you can you can flirt with Jordan Love all you want he's not going to wash your clothes he ain't doing that He's not going to wash your clothes. He's not going to cook you dinner. He's not going to clean your floors. He's not going to raise your children. He's not going to do that, this, anything or the other. I'm sorry, Matthew. I do not have the PGA read. Someone's got to send it. Watch the PGA on CBS. I promise you. It's great stuff. Sorry about that. Matthew, that's not Matthew's fault. Matthew's done a hell of a job today. Uh, they, and, you know, they might have got, got on their daughter's Instagram, saw one of their daughter's friends, and all of a sudden, you know, one thing leads to another. Oh, wow, they're willing to squeeze them like this. I haven't felt this way in years. Maybe the, maybe the Packers are going through a midlife crisis. And then you realize what you're losing. Well, we don't want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. No, you need to do what's right by your franchise. You need to do what's right by Aaron Rodgers. You don't need to, but you should do what's just right by your franchise. You can get a hell of a bunch of picks. You took Jordan Love knowing Jordan Love was going to sit right there and not help your 2020 football team, and he did not. And you put it on that football team, which still has good players, to go out there and win. It didn't happen. You knew this was coming. You knew this was going to boil over. Don't be stupid. You have Denver, who's a, who's a viable partner. I think Washington's a viable partner. They're interesting. They're coming up here in just a moment. The Raiders are a viable partner. And they're all willing to give up multiple first-round picks for you. Go ahead. Give it up. You had your chance. You didn't. You didn't take advantage of it. You can't. You can't juggle two women. You can't juggle two quarterbacks. It's not possible. As I bring up my phone and get ready to read to you something that you folks are going to love later today, the PGA, the tour makes it. What's this here? (laughs) Wait a minute. The PGA, Matthew, get on the phone here. Get on the mic. I'm here. I'm looking at the read right now as you're talking. Yeah. Later today, the PGA Tour makes is on CBS. I haven't drank anything all weekend. They're not going to believe I wasn't drinking. (laughs) Later today, the T, the, (laughs) later today, folks, the PGA Tour is on CBS where some of the best golfers in the world are playing, including the top-ranked player in the world, Dustin Johnson, along with Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. They step on the course at the Valspar Championship. Live coverage all this weekend begins at 3 Eastern today, 12 Pacific on CBS. (laughs) 
Did someone do this at 4.58 yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> I should just start it. Arnold Palmer, Valspar, PGA, Tiger Woods, CBS, 3 p.m. Be there. You're going to see some golf at 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to tell you that right now. Go to CBS. You're going to love it. Are you ready to do the, the second half here? Yeah, I'm ready. I got to go quick. Let's go. So, first up, Las Vegas Raiders. You got the first half at 1 o'clock. Go back to the archive, cbssports.com. Las Vegas Raiders, the one word that describes their draft, typical. You know, John Gruden was paying attention when Chris Carter said you need a fall guy because he's going to take Mike Mayock by the shirt and by the pants and throw him right under the bus after this draft. Next. The Washington football team. Lurking. I think the world of Ron Rivera, I think he's a good, strong football coach. I, it's, the best, it's the best decision Dan Snyder has ever made of all the horrible decisions Dan Snyder has made. Putting Ron Rivera basically in charge of his football team, easily the best decision Dan Snyder's made. They're lurking. Lurking for who? Aaron Rodgers. Next. Indianapolis Colts. Solid. Nice and solid. A typical Chris Ballard draft. They're getting some help on the edge. I love Quiddy Pay. Let me underline love Quiddy Pay for Indianapolis. He's not just quick. He's not just strong. He's not just going to help them on the edge. They need head, They need edge help. He is a competitor. If you're willing to call out your own head coach in a podcast that he doesn't do enough against your biggest rival, you're a competitor. I want you on my football team. That's a great pick by Chris Ballard. Next. The Minnesota Vikings. stick to You get some help for Kirk Cousins. Stick to itiveness. Next. Pittsburgh Steelers. Outdated. Any Steelers fan knows why. Next. The Cleveland Browns. Shocking. As in, I am shocked it's gone so well for the Cleveland Browns. Usually they do something dumb because that's my history with them because I grew up and I'm a Browns fan. I make no mistake, make no bones about it. Shocking is the word I use. How you get. Jeremiah Wusu koromoa at 52, and you take Greg Newsom that's going to help out that defense. That defense is young. I don't know if they got the stuff to finish the job, but they're definitely a candidate now. They are definitely up there. They're young. There's a lot of things that got to go their way, but they got the horses now. Next. The Baltimore Ravens. Steady. I got to commend Eric DaCosta for doing everything he can to soak up what Ozzie Newsom taught him and then carry it on into the next generation. You, you just can't keep the Baltimore Ravens down. In the AFC North, it used to be the Steelers. The Ravens have now taken over. with the, Maybe the Browns are on their way. But just because of the histories, I got to give it to the Ravens. Like, they're one of the gold standards in sports now. Tremendous job by them. Next. The Green Bay Packers. Overshadowed. Next. The Buffalo Bills. Rough shot, as in, if Mac Jones doesn't work out and Tua can't get helped, they address that defense, the Bills very well could run rough shot over the AFC East in 2021. Next. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You didn't give me the Giants. I thought you were going to give me the Giants. Weren't the Giants in the last? I haven't no. given you the Giants. Yet. No. I'll say Tampa Bay. You want to know Tampa Bay? Yeah. Relaxed. They're bringing everybody back, which is part of the reason I don't think that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I told you it's it's easy for Tom to get, to get going. I think it's harder for other guys, even though some of those other guys have been paid. They're bringing everybody back. 
but they were able to have a nice, relaxed draft. They addressed the edge, and then they got Kyle Trask. And Kyle Trask is going to sit there, and he's going to be a little baby and a blanket, and he's going to learn from Tom Brady, and then eventually he's going to be able to crawl and walk and hopefully be able to take over down in Tampa Bay. Or it just isn't going to work out, and Tampa Bay will go back to being Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady will retire someday. Maybe. But it's a nice, relaxed draft for them. Next. Let's go to New York now. New York Giants. Mia culpa. This is why I wanted to highlight you getting the Giants. I was one of the guys. I, I want to start a movement to apologize to Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman has the facial hair of a pirate. He looks like David Faraday let himself go. But I also think he's done a hell of a job in this draft, and I think he's actually doing a pretty damn good job as a general manager. And a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have said that, especially with all the players from the Carolina Panthers who said, this guy sucks when he got tossed out of there. He ends up with the Giants. Oh, I'll never trade back. And he just he, he, everything about him seems so antiquated, doesn't it? And he found the perfect trade partner in a desperate team in Chicago. And now they got draft picks. They're going to be able to get another defensive tackle because that's what he does. And they're laughing. And if Daniel Jones becomes anything there, watch out for the Giants. I can't. I wouldn't have not thought this for anything. Dave, Dave Gettleman would have last year. If I'd have known this is coming out of my mouth, I would have probably given myself sweet chin music. Dave Gettleman's doing a hell of a job. The Giants are the Giants are on their way back. Next, the Denver Broncos. Unfinished. I said that already for Rodgers. Hell. I'm keeping better track of this than you are, Matthew. You did. Ah. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was on go such ahead. a good streak, too. Well, let's go to Tennessee. Tennessee I Titans. said Tennessee already. I said, Oh, no, I didn't. Risky. Yeah. Risky. Caleb Farley, it's a risky pick. Defense, but risky. Next. Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks. Again overshadowed by their quarterback. Next. The Los Angeles Rams. Honestly, I forgot Seattle myself. I didn't write them down. This is a half-assed effort, folks. Funny. It was a funny draft. They, they, they know what they did. They know they had to make moves to go get Matt Stafford, so all I had to do was sit back and laugh at the oil painting of Roger Goodell. Next. Kansas City Chiefs. There were two, there were two different things that I wanted to say. I'm going to say common sense. Just common sense. I think Creed Humphrey's a stud for them. Next. The Houston Texans. Impoverished. There's nothing there. You're eating mayonnaise sandwiches right now if you're Houston. You got to just get through this one, man. Wait for the next payday. Is that it? We got one more. Last Go. one. New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints. Foggy. Because it's like Jameis. Eh, Taysom Hill. Eh. I really couldn't pay attention to anything else that they did. Couple of decent picks, but it's just foggy because of their quarterback situation. Is that it? That's it. Did a hell of a job. Thank you. Matthew Essex has done a hell of a job, everybody. I can't believe I didn't write down one of these teams here. <laughs> I what can't believe terrible... I wrote down two, one twice. It's okay. What a terrible half assed effort by me to end the show. My old high school football coach would be disgusted, which is what I wanted to get to. I hope that no matter what a high school kid does, because now we're starting to hopefully return back to some of the normal. I think that the drive by parades are here to stay I think kids love that I think parents love that I think it's a nice thing I think they're here to stay in a lot of communities but my old high school football coach retired last weekend and I didn't say anything last weekend because I wanted him to have his privacy and Perry to have their privacy and everything like that Keith Wakefield 
was a hell of a coach for Perry High School for 29 years. And I was on a team, his final team the first time he was at Perry, that went 5-5 five and five and wasn't very good. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I never, ever, ever lie about how good or how bad of an athlete I was in high school because of the thousands of kids that Keith Wakefield coached, I was near the bottom. I was slow. I was mentally weak coming into the program. I was fat. I don't think I was lazy, but I was a lot of the, those other things. And Keith Wakefield and his coaching staff made me a better 15-year-old. They made me love football. They made me realize how good I had it. And they made me a better 34-year-old man, husband, father, citizen than I ever would have been had I not met him. And I mean this. I hope that no matter what you do, if you're in marching band, if you're in gymnastics, if you like to paint, if you like to read, if you like to play video games, if you just like literature or you just like to learn, that every high school kid in America, every high school boy in America could have an experience as rewarding and as fulfilling as I did in high school. It's easy to say your dad's a role model. It's easy to say someone with your last name or someone there might be someone to look up to and emulate. It's supposed to be that way. We all don't get that opportunity. But to find somebody outside who has all these different people and people who, frankly, are more important to his bottom line, like better football players, still made you feel important enough that you would be willing to help out and sell out and be what you needed to be to help out everybody. Says a lot in the world that we're in. I'm cynical for good reason about everything. I have to be. It's my nature. It's my job. So I'm cynical towards everything. Now that I've seen things as a 34-year-old man, it makes the job that Keith Wakefield did even more important to what America's youth is. As a head football coach, the high school football community loses a legend. But his legacy, hopefully with all the players, lives on. I hope he has a wonderful retirement. Big thanks to everybody who joined me today. For Pirno, for Essex, for Belletti, for Herskowitz, I'm Ken Carmen. Chris Moore is next. Have a wonderful weekend, friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.